everyone. Welcome back to episode five of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn View Photography, and I'm super excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we talk about all things related to wedding photography and working inside the wedding industry. Today's episode, we chat with my good friend and wedding planner, Leah Weinberg of ColourPop Events. Leah and I met several years ago and hit it off right away when we were collaborating on a styled shoot. Today we're talking about how wedding photographers can work seamlessly with wedding planners, creating the best day for their couples. Leah shares her advice and tips on how to communicate effectively and start your working relationship on the right foot. A little bit about Leah, she's the owner and creative director of ColourPop Events, a New York City-based wedding planning company that focuses on the details and lives in the logistics. She's in her sixth year of business and Leah leverages her skills like organization, attention to detail, and client services that she learned working as an attorney. Her colorful work and party planning tips have been published online and in print in publications such as Vogue, Glamour, Martha Stewart Weddings, and much, much more. I'm so excited for you guys to get to know Leah, find out more about her story, and listen to her wonderful advice. So sit back, grab your cup of tea, and enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I've got Leah on the phone with me. Say hi. Hi. Happy to be here today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. How's everything going? It's good. Right in the middle of wedding season. So things are a little hectic at the moment. I know. I know. Same here. I'm like, I can barely (laughs) breathe, but I'm so happy you took the time out of your day to do this. Of course. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to chat. Yeah. uh, For everyone listening, Leah and I have been friends for about four years now. Uh, We met on a styled shoot and hit it off and we've done a couple of things together so I'm really excited for everyone to get to know you and share your wisdom and and just tell everybody about how a photographer can work better with a wedding planner yes definitely (laughs) looking forward to educating people on this topic (laughs) totally so let's um, introduce yourself tell uh, everybody about you your story how you became a wedding planner uh, maybe what your first wedding was like yeah, so um, I, as I'm sure you've introed me, I am the owner of ColourPop Events. I've been in business for a little over five years. Prior to starting my company, I was a commercial real estate attorney here in New York for quite a long time. Um, I never really enjoyed being an attorney and always was kind of brainstorming business ideas. And event planning was just something I kept coming back to quite frequently and um, has just been the perfect fit for me. So I kind of decided in 2012 that this was the direction I wanted to head in. In 2013, um, I officially launched my company in September of that year and did my first official wedding in October of that year. And um, I was working full time when I launched the business and then eventually 
found a firm where I could work part-time and then eventually just went full-time with ColourPop. And that was about two and a half years ago at this point. That's awesome. Congrats. Thanks. So it's so exciting and nerve wracking to go out on your own. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I get asked a lot and I don't think, the thing is, I don't think there's a real true formula for it. You kind of just have to like feel out where you are with your business, with finances. And I think it's going to look something, I think it's going to look different for everybody. Like there's just not a perfect way to say, okay, this is the exact point when you kind of have to, to make the leap. Yeah. I think for me, it was sort of like, did I have enough jobs coming in to sustain Mm -hmm. sort of the salary I wanted? Exactly. And then once I had booked those jobs, I was like, peace out. See you. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks notice. (laughs) It's an amazing feeling. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. So as a wedding planner, you know, I think it's really important as a wedding photographer to sort of get a little more insight into what your process is like and how you like to work with wedding photographers. Yeah, I think this is a great topic to speak about because I think um, it's not necessarily a conversation that people have a lot. And I've heard horror stories from both sides of working, you know, how, how there were miscommunications or no communication at all and how things weren't didn't go particularly smoothly. So I am really interested in kind of sort of chatting through my process and hearing things on your end. But the way that I usually work about two months out from a wedding is when I am starting to put together a day of timeline. And at that point, I'm reaching out to all of the different vendors and figuring out what their needs are. And I will reach out to the photographer at that time and usually say, you know, do you want, do you have a photo schedule you've already been working on that I can kind of incorporate into what I'm preparing? Do you want me to take the lead on drafting something? And more often than not, the photographers are fine to have me kind of like, put something together and then have them actually review it. Mm -hmm. But I really like for it to be a collaborative process. I don't ever want a photographer to feel like they can't give me honest feedback. If for example, I haven't allotted enough time for like family photos or something like that. I don't want them to be afraid. And I just wanted to be like really open and honest communication and really a partnership. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, all of the vendors, we are all on the same team and our, objective is to make sure the couple has the best day possible so like there's no real reason for you know egos or anything like that when it comes to you know who's owning or taking ownership of like preparing the day of schedule yeah yeah I know for I really love hearing that because like for me when I work I love working with wedding planners I'll just preference that (laughs) I feel like the day just goes so much more smoothly and you know it's so nice that like all the logistics are already managed because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times wedding photographers end up being a wedding planner, like mm-hmm. when they don't have one. Exactly. Yeah. I say it so much that couples who don't have planners never really know what they missed out on because all of the other vendors have been forced to step up and right. do things that are really outside of their job description. But again, for the sake of making sure it's a good day, like one of um, our friends told me once that they, the couple asked them to like put together their hair and makeup schedule because they didn't know you know like they didn't know how to do it they didn't understand how it fits into the timeline of like what time what time other things happen like getting dressed and the first look and stuff like that so yeah but I think we all want to do a good job so no one ever really is gonna say no in that moment when it comes to like kind of doing something outside of your 
your typical job description. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I always offer advice and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is typically what happens. But mm-hmm. if, you know, if they're really like pushing and pushing, I'm like, you need to get a planner. Yeah. You need to get someone to help you. Cause I can only can do so much, you know, cause right. I, I only show up about an hour before the bride gets ready. Like yep. someone needs to you know, have coordinated the four, <laughs> the four hours before yes. of hair and makeup. <laughs> Yeah. So for me, like I put together a wedding photography timeline for my couples and then I will coordinate with the planner if they have one. And I feel like most planners are receptive to that. Like, do you feel like, cause what you were saying, you, you do it first or to work off somebody else's. Yeah. Either way, honestly, it's fine. Um, I, I really don't, it doesn't really matter to me. I think a lot of times I kind of start possibly earlier in the process. So at the point that I'm reaching out to photographers, they generally don't have anything pre put together, but Mm -hmm. a lot of times some of them do have kind of like just a standard, um, kind of like a standard form. So it doesn't state specific times, but it'll say things like 30 minutes to an hour for detail shots, 30 allocate 30 minutes to like getting in the dress, an hour of couples photos, 30 minutes of wedding party photos, 30 minutes of family photos, that kind of thing. Um, which is definitely helpful because um, the building of the timeline is such like a puzzle process because right. it's like, I've got to find out what other people need, but then I also have to approve it with a couple. And then you've got like DJ or band who might want to weigh in. So I feel like usually I first start, my first start step is usually me and the photographer um, cause I don't want to show anything to the couple and then come and find out that the photographer wanted more time in a certain area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think that kind of makes sense for us to be sort of the first two that are chatting about timelines. Yeah. And then, you know, also if a couple has like a huge family photo list and like, they didn't tell you about it, but they've told me, Oh yeah. I'm like, girl, we have to add an hour. Exactly. <laughs> I know family photos, honestly, are start- and I'm sure you feel this way too. They're kind of becoming the bane of my existence. Right. In terms of, you know, what, how much people want. And, you know, I usually kind of I'll weigh in, but I usually let the photographer do the major kind of pushback because I feel like the photographer is the professional in that particular area. Yeah. And the couple is more likely to listen to them when they say, hey, based on this list, like this is going to take an hour and a half to get through. We need to pare it down. Right. Um, Yeah. Rather than me having to be the one to deliver that message. But I do absolutely like step in and back up the photographers when they when they make that kind of point, because everybody's exhausted by that point in the day. Like you don't want another you just don't want to be in another photo (laughs) at that point so yeah you know family photos they're like so important you know everybody wants them yeah but I feel like if you pare it down to the essentials yeah and you get the rest for cocktail hour and reception you can be like a real you'll have a really happy bride yeah where where nobody's screaming and like get over here you know I know (laughs) but it's also like what are you gonna do with those photos at the end of the day I mean I get photos with like parents and siblings but there's just a lot yeah yeah I don't think they're really that useful yeah (laughs) Yeah, it depends on the couple, but you yeah. know, the, the ones with grandma and stuff, like, you have to get. Yeah, yeah, totally. So if I, so if you and I hadn't met and the couple hired me and they hired you, would you reach out to me or should I reach out to you? Which do you prefer? 
Um, I mean, usually I'm, I tend to kind of reach out again, like if I wasn't responsible for bringing you on and I came in after, I'm definitely reaching out to you at that two month mark. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that's also a good question to put back to you. Like, would you want me to introduce myself when I come on board? I don't know. It's an interesting question. Yeah. I like to know, (laughs) I, for me, I like to know right away. Yeah. I feel like it's a really good just leeway into the wedding planning process Mm -hmm. because like if when you're hired and I'm hired and we find out about each other and like say hi, then, you know, we can have these side conversations Mm -hmm. where we're, we're helping each other throughout the whole process. Yep. And I think that that's really important because I feel like sometimes my couples, I do questionnaires. So I find out about 90 days, like prior to who, like who is there, who are their vendors. Mm -hmm. So like, if they hire someone late or early, you know, I'll definitely know by 90 days before the wedding, yeah. but it would be great to get an email like, I don't know, six months prior and be like, Hey, we're going to be co-buddies, you know? <laughs> awesome. That's together. good to know. Cause yeah, sometimes I feel like people, because some people are so busy, they just don't want to be thinking about a particular wedding until we get close enough. So I've definitely shied away kind of from like just reaching out just to say hi in general. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, at that two month mark, I do definitely reach out to everybody. That's awesome. That's good. At least, at least you do. I feel like some planners don't do that. They, I just show up and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, since I want to know what are your top three tips that wedding photographers should know when working with a planner? And is there anything that we could be doing better? My number one, honestly, is communication. And that stems both from pre-wedding and then also on the wedding day. So like pre-wedding, I just think being responsive to a planner's emails or the couple's emails with questions and stuff like that is really important. Um, And just keeping communication open and being open to like collaborating on things. Because like, I mean, I don't have any stake in what the day of timeline looks like. Like, I'm sort of beholden to what everybody else needs. So I want photographers to be honest with me in terms of, like, what they need in terms of timing. And then when it comes to the day of, I'm just such an over-communicator. Like, I want to make (laughs) sure I'm talking with everybody and, like, just keeping on top of everything. So just as an example, like, if the photographer's with a couple – And maybe they're super late coming back, finishing up like first look photos and stuff like that. Like if you remember, just give me a quick heads up that, hey, you know, we're going to be like 30 minutes late getting to the venue, that kind of thing. Just shoot me a text or like when you're on your way, let me know. Um, Just because I don't like to micromanage the photo process. So I'm not, I generally am not with the couple when they're doing photos with the photographer. My assistant's not with the couple. I kind of trust the photographer's to be professionals and to do their own things. So just kind of keeping me apprised of like where you are in the process is super helpful. And I don't want photographers to feel like, Oh, they kind of are embarrassed if things are running late and don't want to tell me because honestly, I would just rather know the lay of the land than like be kind of sitting around waiting and wondering what's happening. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Where is everybody? So you and your assistant, you're not with the couple. No, because I that's just not my approach. I mean, for the most part, I'm working with people that I know or that I recommended or that I know by reputation. And so like, 
I know that you're going to do a good job and you know the schedule and you're going to pay attention to timing and stuff. Like I've seen, I've seen photographers on Facebook post things complaining about a planner that stayed with them for every second of the first look and the couple's photos and kept like hopping in to like straighten the dress and stuff like that. And he was getting annoyed and you know, I just, there's no, I just don't feel the need to like micromanage that part of the day. Yeah. And I feel like with the first look too, like that's already such a special moment. Mm -hmm. Like when hairstylists or planners or attendants like jump in, I get so upset because, you know, and videographers too, no offense to videographers, but when they ask, (laughs) when they ask them to do it again, it's like, but that's not real. Like, you know, a first look is already a decision that the couple had made. And then to, to like, jump in and do something it's like okay you have to just let them enjoy this moment yeah because like you've upset the flow at that yeah, point yeah and it's only you know and I always say to them like it's their only moment together that's alone quote unquote with us right because <laughs> the rest of the day goes by in a flash like enjoy your 10 minutes of like alone time you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's good so don't ever butt in <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyone listening roger that <laughs> <laughs> so uh what would be your next tip um, really, I mean, be nice. <laughs> That's a good one. No, I always say I've that. worked, I mean, like I've worked with photographers where, um, communication leading up to the wedding wasn't fantastic. And then they basically like ignored me, ignored the schedule, didn't say anything to me on the day of kind of thing. And like, that just creates and I mean, it just creates like a hostile vibe that doesn't even need to be there. I mean, again, going back to what I said at the beginning, we are all on the same team Mm -hmm. and we are all serving the same person, like the same couple. So like, it doesn't matter what's happening between people. Also like nothing had happened that had warranted anything. It was just kind of a weird relationship. So like, just be nice to people. Be friendly. Um, oh, I thought of a good third one. To oh, you. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Um, if there is a planner, make sure that you um, say goodbye to them at the end of the night before you leave, because a lot of times they might have a tip envelope for you. Oh. And if you just take off, like, I can't give you your money. And the number of times that that has actually happened um, is really frustrating. Oh, wow. That's a good tip. That's a good yeah. tip for a tip. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Oh, I guess like another good question, like what is like appropriate tipping? Because I know, like, so I always feel like when I get a tip, it's such a nice gesture. Like it's Mm -hmm. such a lovely bonus. That's how I look at it. Like, oh, that's amazing. But then sometimes I I don't know if it's like on the the recommendation of the planner, if they've read it somewhere, you know, they'll tip my second shooter, but then they won't tip me. Oh, I know what the, so I yeah. know why they, I can tell you why they do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tipping is a weird, it's a weird, weird thing. Um, I kind of have like my go-to tipping information that I give to couples and like the must, the must tips are always like hair and makeup, um, catering staff, transportation, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to like photographers and videographers, I generally kind of say that I see them sort of get tipped like 50, 50. So half, half the time. Right. Um, but the reason, so the reason you've gotten your assistant has gotten a tip and not you or your second shooter got a tip and not you is because there's this information floating around on the internet that you are not, that you don't need to tip the business, the owner of the business. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Because they just, they think that like, I mean, yes, true. All of the money is going to, well, for most of them, like they're the ones keeping the money. And so I think there's this idea that if it's the business owner, they don't really need a tip. It's their business, that kind of thing. But I think that's, I mean, I just don't think that's true because a lot of us are one person shop small business owners and like getting a tip not only is really nice financially, but I think it's just a really great way for couples to show how much they appreciate and value the service that you've provided. Yeah. Um, and I try to make sure, so like I almost, all of my couples, I always give them, I do like a detailed payment schedule for them. And when I send that over, I also send them information on gratuities. Um, and I kind of direct them to a website and then I send over some notes, um, on like, cause there's a couple of things like on that website link that I disagree with a little bit. So I kind of, <laughs> I kind of annotate my suggestions. Um, but yeah, like I also want to make sure that I'm taking like, particularly if it's vendors that I work with regularly, I want to make sure that the couple's take care of them too. So I do kind of push for, you know, tipping most of the usual suspects. How yeah. often do you, how often would you say you get a tip? I would say it's 50, 50. Okay. You know, like some years, some couples are very generous and some years, you know, they, they just don't tip. And I don't want anyone to think like, Oh, I, I'm upset. I didn't get a tip. Yeah. Like, no, I always am grateful and thankful. Yeah. And it's such a lovely gesture. And you know, honestly, like gives me a little smile at the end of the yeah. night. And I'm like, oh, that, that's so nice of them. Like they're, you know, they appreciated me even more, right. you know, like it was just, it's really nice. But some, when they tip my second shooter, they don't tip me. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like I, I'm the one who's going to edit all the photos. I had that. Gonna... Hap- I had that happen recently too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like the weird thing. Like I pay my second shooters very well. Yep. Like they are paid handsomely. Yeah. So, and that they deserve a tip as well. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, it's a weird topic. Yeah. You know, I, and I do definitely make sure to always say that if you do, if you are going to give the photographer a tip, then I think it is appropriate to give the second photographer a, a like a smaller tip as well. So I do try yeah. to always make sure that if they're taking care of one of you, that they're going to take care of both of you. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. It's just so, it's a weird topic that there's really no right answer I know it's hard like I get and I get it from the couple's perspective because they've you know they've paid a ton of money to all of us to begin with and I understand the idea from their perspective that we should be charging enough as our fee to sustain us so like we shouldn't be expecting a tip which is totally oh yeah fair um Yeah, but it definitely is nice. And it's a nice way, like, it's a nice way to say thank you. Also, I will add, if there happen to be any couples that are listening to this, the best thing that you can do for your vendors, if you have a good experience, is is to write them a glowing review. Like, that honestly sometimes is worth even more than money, really. Yeah, definitely. No, I uh, a thousand percent agree with that. I always ask my couples for a review. But when they do it ahead of time, I know they, when, when they do like, it without asking, I'm like, thank you. I know. <laughs> yeah. They'll go like wedding, wedding wire will pop up and like, oh, you've got a new review. And I'm like, oh my God. And I read it. And it's like five yeah. stars. It's glowing. And I'm like crying at my desk. <laughs> it's so nice. So yeah, no, reviews are really good. So that's a good, that's a good tip <laughs> for, for the yes. client, for the couples that are listening. So we met on a style shoot, which which was really fun and, and still gets picked up to I this know, day, which is, which is like yeah. amazing. Thanks. Thank to you and me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was wondering, you know, as a planner, I think style shoots are like 
I have a very, I don't know, love hate mm-hmm. with them. You know, I haven't done a, I haven't done a lot. Um, I haven't done any in like a yeah. while, but in the beginning I did a whole bunch. And I think, you know, as a planner, you, you're putting these together. Like when I had to do my own and I put mine together, it's so, it's so much work. Like, it's, Oh, it's, it's, it's so, crazy. Yeah. It's outrageous how much work <laughs> it is. I know it's so much work. So, you know, as you put together, like, how do you suggest maybe a new photographer or someone like building their portfolio, you know, reach out to a planner to work with them? Like, what are your, what do you feel about style shoots? And like, do you have thoughts about, um, I've done a ton. Uh, I do a lot less now because of how expensive they are and how much money they cost me. Um, so I'm going to put this out there because I think it's important for, um, other vendors to understand. Like for me, I would spend about a thousand dollars per photo shoot. Um, and I don't ever really see any return. Like I do get great images, but I don't really get found because I'm a planner. I don't do anything that's particularly visual. So I'm not getting found with these styled shoots as much as say like the florist or the photographer, um, maybe the dress designer, that kind of thing. So I've definitely Mm -hmm. scaled back on how many I do. I would say, and as somebody who has been approached by a lot of other vendors looking to collaborate, Um, there's a a few different considerations. I think definitely going, if you're approaching a planner to participate, I think you should understand how much time and money it's going to cost that planner. And so having some kind of budget to be able to reimburse them for certain expenses, I think is definitely going to help your case, especially if it's like a more established planner who, who doesn't necessarily like need to be doing a ton of styled shoots. Um, I think, and this next thing I think can kind of cut both ways. So whether you approach somebody with an idea in mind or not, because like on one hand, if you approach them with an idea, they may not love the idea. So you might not be able to bring them on board. On the other Mm -hmm. hand, if you don't know what you want to do and you're kind of just like, Hey, let's do a styled shoot. I have no ideas of what I want this to look like. You're then expecting the planner to do a lot more work on their end. Um, So it kind of cuts both ways. I think regardless, when you're approaching somebody, you want to make sure that you understand their business and what their usual aesthetic is and who they're working with and, um, and like what, types of clientele they have in terms of like what kind of models you're you're working with um because you want to make sure like if you're approaching somebody you want it to be genuine you want it to feel genuine the person who's receiving your email wants to feel like you actually took a minute to like understand their work and that kind of thing um so I think there's a lot of things that go into that before you kind of just shoot a random email off. But I will say that doing the styled shoots for me when I was starting out was the best way for me to build vendor relationships. I mean, like us, like we still haven't, we haven't technically done a wedding together yet, No, but we're really good (laughs) friends. We really appreciate each other's work. And that was because we worked on a styled shoot together. Like I'm comfortable referring you because I know what it was like to work with you, even though it wasn't like an official wedding. So, um, right. Style shoots have definitely, and you can think about that too, like as a up and coming vendor, a way to expand your like vendor network is to do these style shoots with people. So they get an idea of what it's like to work with you without having to actually do a wedding. Yeah. I think that's a good point too. It's like, if you, let's say, you know, you work with someone that you've never worked with before on a styled shoot and they're a nightmare. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you're going to be like, 
never recommending you. Right. Like, or if they don't no, respond to emails, like right. if something happens and they flake out on you, I mean, that's like, I've definitely stopped using um, certain vendors based on like my experience with them and style shoots. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> but so you want to make sure that you bring your A game because you want, you know, everybody, it's like a little circle. Right. So like, like yeah. if you've got 10 vendors working on one shoot, well, those 10 vendors know other vendors and they'll reach out to you if they have another shoot in mind. Like I've had that happen where we've worked together on a shoot and then other people be like, Hey, do you want to do this together? Because I saw this thing you do. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, if it's a good fit for you and your brand, it's like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. You just have to remember. And even though you're doing it for free and this is one of the things, this is like one of my pet peeves when people, and not just necessarily with styled shoots, but if it's like somebody's donating their time for like a nonprofit event or something like that, like just because you're getting paid, you should not prioritize that whatever that, um, like whatever that gig is, you should not prioritize it lower than paying jobs. Um, if you're inclined to do that, then you shouldn't be volunteering your time in the first place. Like you kind of, you really have to treat it as, as important, significant as if it was like a paying job. Right. Yeah. No, it is very true. Like you have to show up on time, yeah. you have to do a good job and you have to, you should clean up after yourself. Yes. That's my big thing. I always make sure that I leave the venue in a condition where like they never even knew we were there. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. <laughs> because again, for me, it's like, that's my way of impressing the venue and showing them like, this is what it would be like if you worked with me, I would make sure that everything is cleaned up and spotless at the end of the day. Like I'm respecting your venue. No, that's good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So people are like, who was here? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Except for the one time when I used hair glitter and it ended up all over the place. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah, that venue, thank God. So the venue actually did me a solid and did not charge a cleaning fee. I think because they saw that like we were all we all had brooms and we were trying like our hardest to clean it up and it was just everywhere, but they didn't charge us. So that was that was very nice and understanding of them. Oh, that's yeah. really good. <laughs> so this has been so awesome. I feel like lots of good nuggets in there for people to listen yes. to and sort of get into the mind of a wedding planner. And I can't thank you enough. So let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you and your services and like all your social media leaks and stuff yep. like that. My website is colourpopevents.com and then on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter, even though I probably haven't posted on Twitter in years, my handle <laughs> on social media is at colourpopevents. So I'm super easy to find. That's cool. You know, I never asked you, well, before we wrap up, but how did you come up with your name? Because I love um, it. I actually had a different name in mind, but it ended up being too close to another company. And me having been a former lawyer, like I didn't even want to get into like the trademark and copyright issues associated with anything like that. More trademark, not necessarily copyright. Um, but yeah, I just didn't want it to be there to be any issue. So I was brainstorming ideas. I originally tried to come up with something like music related because um, the first name I had was related to like a song name, um, but <laughs> the music thing ended up not working out. So I was just thinking like pop of color, but then that's a little too wordy. And then color pop just came into my head. Um, and here we are. It has ended up being actually like a blessing because it's a fun name. It's unique. It applies to like my brand and my aesthetic 
And um, I think it's a great name to kind of carry me on into the future beyond like just what, just the event planning that I'm doing now. Yeah, definitely. No, I love your name. It's, I feel like it's just synonymous with you. So I feel like when people go to your website and they like see what you look like and we'll see the picture and everything, but they can be like, oh yeah, she's totally color pop. (laughs) It's very fitting. Like it just, and it's honestly the most perfect name I think I could have thought of. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it's awesome. Well, everyone, I'll put all this information in the show notes and you can go over to Leah's website and check her out and say hi on Instagram and Facebook. And she won't reply on Twitter because she yes. doesn't use it. But anywhere else, <laughs> I'll get your message. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Leah. Thank so you much. for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's it, you guys. What an incredible episode. Thank you so much for Leah for coming on. That was so amazing and I definitely learned so much about how to work better with wedding planners. I'm definitely going to reach out first. Come next time. So if you guys want to reach out to Leah, find out more about her work and her services, you can visit her at www.colorpopevents.com and she's on Instagram and all social media as Color Pop Events. I'm going to list all this information in the show notes so you guys can easily click and say hi. Also, if you like today's show, I would love for you to leave us a review on whichever platform you guys are listening on. This will help new listeners find us and we would really appreciate your kind words. As you know, podcasts are free and we would love for you to click the support this podcast button and help support the show. Thank you so much. Be sure to visit twitchanae.com to read our latest blog posts, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. Do you have a topic you want us to discuss or someone we should share a cup of tea with? Well, email me. Send us an email at info at brooklynview.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.